Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. And today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Auto, home, life, business, boat, motorcycle, whatever it may be. They are the best. When it comes to dealing with your insurance needs, they'll make sure you're fully covered. They'll also make sure that you are getting the best price. Maybe bundles, however. They'll figure out ways to save you money while you're fully covered. And that is Purdy Insurance, best in the business. Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. We are in the Sunbury Motors studio mobile today. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15. Hummel's Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. Beautiful day out there today. Check out the lot. All right. Time now for our play-by-play call of the day. 8.8 remaining in overtime in a tie game. Here is Funk. Corner three. Oh, my God. God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my Andrew Funk, baby. That was a heck of a, of a finish. Big win for the Bison. He's played again. 8.8 remaining in overtime in a tie game. Here is Funk. Corner three. Oh, my hey God. God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, I'll tell you, there are a lot of halls across the country that would love to have that played back <laughs> on a Friday or a Wednesday night. <laughs> I, I got bingo. <laughs> Oh, Doug, beautiful work. Doug Birdsong was just so good at what he does. Every game Doug does is is a home game. Well, anytime you listen to Doug, it's a home game, right? You, sir, are my hero. I can't say no good things about Doug. All right. <laughs> uh, now, we've talked about the Jawan Howard situation, uh, which, you know, I don't think. It, the Big Ten's going to have to do something between now and tomorrow. The, uh, this is not like the Friday news dump. That's always love the Friday news dump. You know, the college football playoff, we're not going to do Did you see the vote that was 8-3? to three, And the three were the Pac-12, the ACC, and the Big Ten. They're like, come on, what are we doing here? Uh, what are we doing? It's I, I have no words. No words. Yeah. <laughs> Eight to three. Uh, every it's it's February. All right. We're about the ready at in the next few days, where everybody starts releasing their financials from last year. Uh, it's not going to be pretty. Everybody lost eight figures. Everybody lost eight figures in fiscal year twenty twenty one. Everyone lost a figure. Remember, the numbers go up to June 30th. No football season yet. And this is the decision you make? Okay. That's right. Very interesting. 
it's not all about money. Well, guess what? You'd be amazed at what uh, uh, you'd be amazed at what it means. Yeah, I mean, like Matt always says, you know, money isn't everything, but it's way ahead of what's in second place. I mean, that's I mean that was the suit saying. I mean, the suit got up in front of everybody. And says, "Look, money isn't everything, but it's way ahead of what's in second place." I think it's kind of a sad commentary, don't you think? F O U L E D. That spells Fauda. Well, it's better than bingo. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right. So we have talked about uh, the Jawan Howard situation. Again, I think he should be suspended for the rest of the season, including the Big Ten tournament. Uh, the players should probably all get two games each, but that's not what they're going to do. I can assure you he's not going to get suspended. I mean, the Big Ten is not going to suspend him for the rest of the season. Uh, he'll get suspended for something, but it's not going to be the rest of the season. I can't envision him coaching the Rutgers game on Wednesday night to start with. But at some point... Um, because it is Jawan Howard, I think there's a good possibility he is he'll be suspended, but not for the length that we talked about. Of course, Matt wants everybody fired. I think he wanted the uh, the Michigan lacrosse coach fired over this. I was like, okay, um, <laughs> gone. Like the, the NCAA is so mad at at Jawan Howard in Michigan that they're putting Eastern Michigan on probation. All right, so uh, <laughs> what? Uh, they're in Ypsilanti. They're close enough. <laughs> Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. It's only 10 miles away. What the heck? Yeah, it's good enough. It's close enough. Um, that's, I don't know. Uh, with All-Star Weekend. Now, you love the Daytona 500. That's uh, like, was your bag? You watched that? I did. And what made it exciting? Well, were... and and again, the reason I'm only I did not watch not because of okay, I was driving yesterday, so yes, you know. and then seeing the fam, what you need to and do, then, and then I you know I saw two of my children, their spouses, my grandchild. We all went out to dinner. It was my daughter-in-law's birthday. It was just a great way for me to take advantage of having a game down here and making sure I saw them. So, I did not watch a second of the Daytona 500. Well, I think what. what made this kind of different was normally when you when you race there you have the big one and there was the, that was the one for the Xfinity race but in the cup race yesterday there was like seven eight cautions so there was plenty of action and nobody was taken out all at once it was like a handful of cars per time and every time it was there it was a lot of the big guns but I kind of liked it and it, it happened in spurts and not in like one big foul swoop where half the field is then not racing the rest of the way See what I. This is something that. Uh, okay, uh, I'm not big, and maybe NASCAR fans, you can tell me because it's you know you're the ones that love your sport, so that's that's great. All right, so I have no problem. Okay, if you have a different opinion than me, I don't like the stage thing. To me, you get in the car and you race. Now that's me. There are a lot of NASCAR fans that don't like the stages and the, and the new point system. So you're definitely right on. I'm in the minority. I like it, but because I, I like I like why, it. 
Why do you like it? I, I think it gives a little more di- a different strategy to it. It actually puts more strategy into it, not only for the individual race itself, but also for the entire season, because now you have multiple ways besides winning to to get into the NASCAR playoffs and kind of and just and I, I just I think it makes things more interesting. But does anybody care about the NASCAR playoff? That is a valid question because a casual fan like myself, I'm watching football over NASCAR. Uh, I'll fully admit that. So that's that's a very good point. But th- these are, these are just ways that are they're trying to get more viewers as they they've done that. They've been changing the schedule left and right, which I haven't agreed with. Um, they've been trying to get make the races like more in the afternoon prime time thing, which is I guess that's fine. But I I I didn't really have necessarily a problem with the the points in the stages. Well, in other words, like I, I look at let's just take I mean because golf has done a similar situation. Now they're not giving you points for being the third round leader. Okay, that's that's essentially what <laughs> what NASCAR is doing. Hey, you're the first round leader. You're the second round leader. You get points for like just get in the car and go 500 miles and race the thing, will you? Uh, we, we, all right. Like the FedEx Cup playoff at the end, does anybody care about it? Except for the year Tiger Woods won. And I love golf, and I'm like going, okay, it's just at the wrong time now. Now, when you look at the Ryder Cup, it's a little bit different. But same thing with the NASCAR point season. Oh, they, I realize everybody's trying to come up with something. So I, I do admire ideas. I always admire ideas. Uh, you know, to, like, we're trying to spice it up in some way. But the bottom line is, is that in racing, you're always going to have the fan, like in any sport. Every sport has their fans. So you're always trying to attract the casual fan, so I got that. But the casual fan, let's just let's start with tennis. The casual fan is interested in the U.S. Open, Wimbledon, maybe the French Open, maybe the Australian Open. But definitely in Wimbledon and the U.S. Open, the casual fan is interested. In golf, it's the U.S. Open, the British Open, the Masters, to appoint the PGA and to appoint the players, right? the big ones. Same thing with racing. It's the Indianapolis 500, and when it comes to IndyCar, the casual fan is the only race they even know about or care about. I'm just These are generalizations, but I don't think I'm too far off here. And in NASCAR, it's the, it's the Daytona 500, and maybe the, the World 600 in Charlotte, because it's the same day as the Indy 500, so I've done a great job of having them back-to-back and made it a big, you know, Sunday of Memorial Day weekend race day. But that's about, for the casual fans, about it, right? That's I mean, it's not, that's pretty sp- spot on. The only thing I would say is um, for NASCAR. And, and I've got a grandson, by the way, who uh, likes NASCAR. All right, and and I'm gonna and I'm gonna you know I'll I'll work it out in such a way where I'm gonna you know maybe not this year but maybe next year, of getting him and taking him over to Pocono. So yeah, I mean, it's not it's not like you know my, my grandson Colin likes it. Well, fine, my grandson likes it. I'm gonna take him 
to something to see it. So, I mean, and I can work it out. It's not like I don't know the guy at Pocono, because I do. Well, no, I do. I know him way better than Kevin does. <laughs> That's a way, I mean, not a little bit, like, way better. <laughs> so, <laughs> which bothers the suit very much. Bingo! Oh <laughs> um, but yeah, but I would say the the other big ones for NASCAR w- would be Talladega and um, and oh yeah, Darlington no, because of the throw I, the throwbacks. But right. I mean, but in general but, terms, you're right, absolutely. I mean, for the fan fan, yeah, absolutely. Yes. No getting around it. Okay, Pocono's a big deal. Darlington, Loudon's a big deal. I mean, you know, Dover. You know, Bristol with the short track at Bristol, big deal. You know, which is great. All right. But it's the casual fan because NASCAR has gone in the last 20 years has seen a decrease in viewership. Not in attendance, but in viewership. And after getting hot for a period of time, I think they're trying to search for solutions. And I understand that the search for solutions brings with it different ideas. Uh, I mean, even as something like take baseball, the American League was in search of solutions. So 50 years ago, they went to the DH because they were searching for solutions. Can I put more offense back into it? And Jason Benetti and I had a long talk today. And Jason's one of the finest announcers you're ever going to meet in you know football basketball and with the white Sox, he's he's changed the entire white Sox broadcasting situation i mean jason's just really really good at everything he and i had a long talk about this today we need to have life or need to have our sports fit into windows basketball and i've talked about you know these are and i'm not talking out of turn here uh, I've talked about all of this many times on the show, but it's you know every once in a while it's good to reiterate. Basketball is the way it is when it fits into two-hour windows. And you notice the scheduling is all done in two hours. If you start warping over two hours, unless it's overtime, it's an overtime game, you know, obviously overtime is overtime. But a, a normal game should be fit into a two-hour window. That's the perfect time frame for a fan to watch a game. A couple hours. Now, football, I'd like to see football fit into a three-hour window. College football, I think, needs to drop the stop it on every first down mentality. If you want to have a separator uh, from the NFL then I'd say, hey, the last two minutes of each half, you can stop it on every first down to put a little more juice in it. Okay. But they need to get rid of that, you know, because they've got to start paring down the minutes in college football. I also think halftime's too long. And I know everybody loves the band. I got that. All right. But nobody is nobody at, at home on TV is watching the band. All right. In other words, I'm not saying cut the band out. I'm not saying that. But instead of 20 minutes, I think you've got to get it down to 15. The NFL's 12, so I wouldn't say go to 12. Because, again, I don't want to cut off the band at halftime. The band is not doing a 20-minute halftime show. All right? But I think it's got to be cut back by five minutes. You've got to somehow get football back into a three-hour window. 
Notice, I mean, it, it, the Super Bowl, the only reason the Super Bowl was long was because of all the commercials. The Super Bowl, actually, in terms of, like, the amount of time the game was played, was a fast game. Hockey is two hours and 15 minutes. Basketball's two hours. So now let's go to this, to NASCAR, the three, was it three stages yesterday? It, it is. Sometimes it's four. Yeah. yeah. But you're stopping the race. Okay, now what do we do? We're stopped. Well, I'm sorry, that's bad TV. And it's also bad for the audience. We're stopping. Uh, why are we stopping? Just go. See, it's, you're trying to fit sports into time frames here. Right? And, and again, to all the people who love college football, I say cut five minutes. It's 20 minutes. And when it's a bowl game, it's 22 at halftime. You've got to cut some of that time out. And I didn't say cut it to 12 like the NFL. The NFL is only 12 minutes at halftime. I don't want to cut the band out. I don't want to do anything to the band. But you got to somehow get some time paired somewhere, and that's an area where you got to pair it. you got to pair it. You can't have 20 minutes at halftime. All right, okay. I mean, college basketball is 15. And, but college football, 20 minutes is a long time. 22 minutes of bowl game is a long time. But, again, in the bowl game, you got both bands that have to be out there. I, I understand that. And the Super Bowl, of course, the halftime is really long. But you've got to get these games into three-hour windows. You've got to get, okay, now let's get to what Jason and I talked about today. Not only getting games into two- and three-hour windows, but baseball. Oh, my God. You gotta, uh, Jason is not for a pitch clock, and neither am I, but they got to do something. I mean, I don't want a pitch clock. I mean, I like the casual baseball. But, the, but you look at a baseball game from years ago. Uh, there was a Yankee Angels playoff game at MLB. I only watched two minutes of it, all right? And Ron Guidry was pitching. And Guidry got the ball back from Thurman Munson. Guess what he did? Just take a guess. And there's runners on first and second. Guess what he did? You can do this, Matt. I'm telling you. Matt, Matt has no guesses as to what Gidry did. Well, this is before my time. He pitched. Ah. That's <laughs> how you got the ball back. Boom. And was ready to go. Got it. Induced a ground ball to Greg Nettles. He stepped on third. The inning ended. And I said to Jason, I said, look, I said, I grew up in New England, so I grew up a diehard Red Sox fan. I said, I can't watch a Yankees-Red Sox game to save my soul. I said, it takes four and a half hours. I'm not investing four and a half hours of my life. I said, I'll watch a couple innings. I'll come back later, see what the score is. Maybe watch a couple more innings, then maybe it gets to the end. I said, I can't sit there from 7 o'clock at night to 1130 at night and just watch the game. They've done everything they they can. I said I don't. I said I don't know about you because you know he knows I do the spikes. I said I don't know about you. I said but I said when a runner gets on base, that's that's the part I dread. He goes oh same here. Because these guys, they feel like if they take longer, 
that can hold the runner. If they take, and he made a good point, these guys think that they, if they take longer, they can get more on their fastball. I, and the problem with the, the biggest problem with baseball, as you're seeing right now with the the contract negotiations, they don't think about any of this stuff. Think about you, the fan. No, no, it's it's like, what can I get? Okay. Um, the sports psychologist says I need to take more time with the runner on base. Just get the ball and pitch. I mean, it's okay. Like, just pitch. Somehow Sandy Koufax got through it. All right. Well, that's right. Koufax didn't allow any runners on base. That actually eliminates that. <laughs> Guess what Gidry did? You had no answer. How can you not have an answer for that? Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. I mean, how could you? I mean, you're a Yankee fan. <laughs> how could you not have an answer for it? What do you think he did? A cartwheel? What? Come on. He got the ball. He pitched. Ah, oh, just, oh. But if it came to, if Ron Gidry needed to be fired, you'd be the first one to say, okay. But we'll come back with more in a moment. <laughs> Great to have you with us today on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 6.30 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6.30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury. And Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the... Mm. Mm. Out of auto repair. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Auto home life business, bow motorcycle. They'll do everything they can to save you money, make sure you're fully insured, update policies. They do much more than just insurance, too. They are, across the board, the pros' pros, and customer service means everything to them at Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury, go to purdyinsurance.com. And we're in the Sunbury Motors Studio Mobile today in College Park. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. We're with, uh, of course, I'm here. The Grim Reaper is back at uh, Sunbury. Hi. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Big-time Yankee fan who couldn't figure out what Ron Guidry does. It's just, I, I'm sorry. It's, it's one, it, to me, it's one of the saddest moments of the show. 
I knew what he does. I just didn't know what you were referring to in that moment. I, I, I told you, I'm bad with critical thinking. Oh, no, you're very critical. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my almighty! <laughs> you want everybody fired. How much, how much, how much more critical do you want to be? <laughs> You're going to be critical. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, well. All right. Uh, but you see what I'm talking about in, in the time frames? I mean, sports has got a thing. I realize that you're trying to win, so I've got that. Uh, so you're trying to come up with whatever way possible to win. But it's also an entertainment industry. And, I mean, that is what it is. It's an entertainment industry. So a comedian, for example, who may be very funny, does not want to stand up there and do a comedy routine for four hours. A singer does not want to get up there and perform at a concert for four hours. And at some point, the audience is like, okay, great, uh, you know, I'm, I'm loving this, but you know what I mean? Uh, there's a, there is a level where... And this is something we talk about many times in terms of the retention of athletes. And it's because it came up today. There's only so much information you can give people. There's also also a level on the amount of entertainment you can give them to where the interest level changes a little bit. So as great a singer, okay, who's your favorite act? Their favorite band you have, singer? I have I have many, uh, but one the top one is definitely the Beach Boys. Okay, the Beach Boys. Could you sit there for four hours and watch the Beach Boys perform? I, I'd love 40, to say yes, but I I, I I see your point. But but I'm saying though, but after like you get to a couple of hours of the Beach Boys, and at that point, you have been fulfilled in what you have. There's a point of diminishing returns. And this is what we talk about with athletes all the time. How much information do you give them? Uh, you know, as much as you want to be efficient in your job. You know, I, I was a long time ago an assistant coach. I was in a in a film session, and he looked at everybody. He said, "Look, they haven't run this play in three years, but they might come back to it tonight." All right. Well, what are the? I mean, I'm, I'm quoting. What are the odds they're going to run that play? And what are the odds? That, okay, so not only what are the odds they're going to run the play, and again, I appreciate the efficiency uh, in that kind of research. I appreciate that. But what is the retention level of the people you're talking to when you tell them that? You know, they've looked at tape, and it's not on any tape until they show them this. Well, what's the odd that like it happens in the game? Like, going, oh yeah, I guess that was the thing from three years ago. Huh? Uh, it's it doesn't make any sense to do that because there's a level of diminishing returns. You don't sit there and do a four-hour film session with an athlete. You know, you try to condense it and do these in short time frames uh, because you're looking this. It's not what you know; it's what they know. And there's going to be a level at some point where, yeah, you know, and you told them, but the ability um, to 
for them to retain it. It's what they retain, what they know. So you have to be judicious as to how you go about this. Same thing with entertainment. The Beach Boys may be awesome and incredible, but when you get to two hours, at two hours, it's not a question that you've had your fill, but, you know, you kind of get to that point of diminishing returns on the performance. When you get people that are, okay, that, that was really great. Um, of course, you know, Matt's screaming encore, encore all the time. It's like, okay, I got it. Um, but, <laughs> but, like, that's with anything. So now let's go from entertainment to sports to sports, because sports is entertainment. Years ago, I want to say it was 20... I want to say it was 2015. Maybe it was 2012. It was 2012. It's 2012. So it was the 12-13 season. They decided they wanted to crack down on a number of elements in college basketball. So they were calling fouls on everything. Okay? That was the point of emphasis. They were going to call it on everything. It's because you're trying to clean the game up, trying to clean up post-play, trying to clean up freedom of movement. And what happened was is game after game, and they said they were going to take the first 1,000 games to evaluate where to go with it. You're like, 1,000 games? How long does that take? Believe it or not, you uh, it, when they meet 1,000 games, they meant divisions 1, 2, and 3. So a thousand games will get you to about December fifteenth, believe it or not. And the games were taking two twenty, two twenty-five, sometimes two and a half. Felt like a quick game was two fifteen. And Dave Gavitt years ago said because Dave Gavitt had a great feel for what television meant to the sport of basketball. That's why with the Big East, what he did was ingenious. He said basketball was meant to fit into the two-hour windows. Talk about college basketball, not the NBA, but college basketball. And after a 1,000 games, they started dialing back, saying, hey, look, we can't have this. We can't have games going 220. Can't have it. So they've changed up. Now, there are fewer fouls called this year. There are two fewer fouls per game. But games in college basketball are meant to fit in the two-hour window. To be honest with you, college football games are meant to fit into a three-hour window. And they're not. Again, you're now pushing it out so far that are you losing the interest of the fan in the game because the game is too long? Hockey's about 2.15. College basketball's about two hours. Football should be three. Football should be three. I realize in football there's more passing now. I mean, there's more passing now than ever before. Um, and, you know, which is more incompletions, which means, of course, stoppage of clock. I got that. Uh, but they're trying to get those games into three hours. Well, we were talking about NASCAR earlier. You know, the Daytona 500 has three stages, and Matt mentioned they have, in some races there are four. Well, what happens when the stage ends? The stage ends, everything stops. Okay, why are we stopped? Let's, let's keep going here. The race is meant to fit into a certain time frame. 
and it's entertainment. So you've got to fit this into time frames. And I, and I do appreciate people trying to come up with innovative ways to present their sport because they're trying to create interest. That I understand. That I understand. But we're in an era now where the time frame, in other words, I mean, most movies are two hours, right? Generally speaking, I would say that's a good estimate. Yeah, in the, in the in the general in the general vicinity, they're about you know anywhere from an hour forty five to two hours, because that's that's the time frame that it needs to fit in. And I think that that's something that we've got to take you know that sports has to take into account. I don't want people out and and baseball and of course baseball's the worst. Baseball's the worst. Because now, you know, baseball games should fit into anywhere from two and a half to three hours. That's what it should be, two and a half to three hours. You know, time of the game, you know, like a three-hour game should be a long game, like 3.05. That should be a long game. Instead, now that's less than the average. Most baseball games are like 3.15, 3.16, 17, right around there now. It's too long. And I mentioned the Yankee-Red Sox thing. Oh, yeah, I mean, the Yankees are playing the Red Sox. Big deal. Okay, great. You know, I'm a big Red Sox fan. You're a big Yankee fan. Am I going to sit there for four and a half hours and watch that? Because that's how long it takes a Yankee-Red Sox game to be played. 4-15, 4 You're like, going, oh, for goodness sakes. And you leave the television and come back and check in on it later. Is that what I want for my sport? Where they're checking in later to see what the score is? And that's, I don't mean everybody has to rush, but there's a way and a pace to go about it where if you're fitting it into TV windows, fitting it into TV windows also means it fits well into the window of the person attending the event, too. You know, I mean, and I think it, the, the people that run these things have to be cognizant of that, and baseball's the one, least of all, that gets it. It's amazing. Baseball, the least of all, gets it. And there's a lot of reasons for it, for baseball. But, you know, and I'm telling you, this thing about everybody's got to get into their routine and the whole thing, that's a starter right there. The heck with your routine. Get your backside in the box and hit. Get the ball back and pitch. Let's go. Let's move. Come on. I mean, how much how long does it take to stare in there? And Jason made a good point about sign stealing. They're more freaked out by sign stealing than ever before, right? You know, I understand that, but it's not a reason to slow the game down. You got to just go. Exactly, I did it. I did it in high school all the time. Well, of course, the criminal element does come to play here. <laughs> my my coach used to call me Don Zimmer. Don Zimmer. <laughs> <laughs> the gerbil. <laughs> so everybody that's what his nickname was. Um, yeah. I uh, Don Zimmer, huh? The problem is, is, is this. I realize major league hitters are of a special caliber. I've got that. But you can know what the pitch is. You still might not be able to hit it. It helps you, especially if you're waiting on a certain pitch, yeah. 
but it, it's all it, to me it's still all about execution and when it comes to this show many people are in favor of mine we'll come back with more in a moment here on news radio 1070 wcout now i addressed with uh, the head coach that i will remember that <laughs> because of that timeout and uh f- for someone to touch me and i think that was on un- very uncalled for for him to touch me as we were verbalizing and communicating with one another. So um, that's what ended up happening, and that's what escalated it. Well, uh, apparently he uh, didn't like that I called the timeout to, to reset the 10-second call because uh, we only had four seconds to get the ball over half court. And I didn't want to put my backups. I had all my bench guys in the game. I didn't want to put them in that position of scrambling with only four seconds. So I took a timeout, and it got us a new 10 seconds um, and helped them you know, get organized to get the ball in. And uh, he did not like that when he came through the, the handshake line. So um, I'll leave it at that, and the tape will show the rest. That wants all involved fired, including the clock operator, <laughs> who was near near the near everything when it happened. So because he was near it, it had to be. You know, it's just it's sad. Gone. Is there anybody you don't want fired? Doug Birdsong. Great one survivor. <laughs> and you I don't want you fired yeah because I eat up time in your day alright <laughs> um, yeah so alright again I didn't like that you call it I'm going to remember remember what for goodness sakes coach your team will you You'd be shocked, like, you know, if you want to keep your starters in impressed, keep your starters in impressed. I don't care. That's your decision. It's your team. He wants to call a timeout with his backups in there because they can't get the ball over half court. He can call a timeout. Who doesn't, Matt? No. He doesn't mean I have to like it, but, boy, I'm going to need to do it. We're going to do something about that the next time. Oh, got me a break. Here, here's one for you. Why don't you just, you know, execute and be better prepared next time? Let's try that. See how it goes. And sometimes it's, you know, it's just, yeah. I always love when I hear, he's probably one of those guys that gets up there and says, you know what? And when you ask about the other team, no, it's really about us. Okay. <laughs> and then they get in a situation like this. You find out it isn't about us. <laughs> it's like, okay, all right, I guess it's not completely about us, is it? So it's all about us. No, no, actually it's not. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> all right, I got you. I'm not going to forget about this. Okay. I just want to make sure. I, said, I thought you told me before the game was about us. You know? He said he's, he's, thrown two, he's thrown two announcers out of shoot-around this year. Really? For sitting there. For just sitting there. There are some times where he's told them not to show up to shoot around. And other times he's told them they could go to shoot around. And then he's thrown two of them out at shoot around. Really? <laughs> All you're doing is sitting there trying to accurately tell their story. You're trying to accurately tell their story. That's what you're trying to do. 
and there's that time if you got 15, 20 minutes to shoot around, we sit down, you chit-chat with them, you kind of tell them, you know, how you feel about this, where you are, what you're doing, how you're doing it, blah, blah, where you are as a program, where you're, you know. And these guys absorb all that, and they use that time to then talk about it on the TV broadcast. He's throwing two of them out of shoot-around. And believe me, do they want to be a shoot-around? Probably not. <laughs> but they go. Yeah, you know? Well, because he's in the Fab Five, he's good. But again, he has spent two-thirds of his life being praised by everybody. Fab Five, he was praised. Uh, you know, NBA first-round pick, praised. NBA career, most part, praised. When he was down at the back of the bench, all right, with the Miami Heat, he was praised because everybody said, look, this guy's going to be a coach. He's got what it takes to be a coach. Okay, I heard that for two years. For a couple of years, I heard that about him. Actually, more than that, like three, four years. Then he gets the Michigan job. You know, wow, universally praised for getting the Michigan job. Universally praised for the first season at Michigan. Universally praised for his recruiting classes. He's getting praised left and right. I mean, sorry, but, you know, it's, it's a sad day for college basketball, I'll tell you that. As I said before, he's spoiled. Because the minute he thinks he's going to get criticized, he'll just jump at you. Like another certain coach at Michigan. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, if we, I mean, I, I think we can get a GoFundMe page <laughs> together and like, and we can get you, you know, some anchor management help. Yeah? Yeah? All I'm saying is this just this just adds to the nauseation that is the Michigan athletic program. They speak highly of you. <laughs> for nearly 100 years, Purdy Insurance has been your locally owned, family operated source for insurance products. With a staff of over 20 and partnerships with some of the industry's most trusted companies, Purdy has the experience and resources to get the job done. Whether you need personal home and auto or complex business insurance solutions, Purdy will help you navigate through the process. Call today at 570-286-5855. Or better yet, stop in their Sunbury office to see what Purdy Insurance can do for you.